Welcome to session six. In our last session, we mentioned that there are four basic tools we must use to navigate our distractions. We chose the acronym SHIP, S-H-I-P, to remember them. In that session, we only addressed the letter S for Simcha, and I hope you've been making headway over the past few weeks in injecting much more joy into your davening. You've probably been puzzling about what the other three letters H-I-P stand for. So let's hold the suspense no longer. Here they are. H stands for help. Asking Hashem for help. I stands for ignore. For ignoring and dismissing certain thoughts, feelings and activities from our mental and physical agenda. And P stands for postpone. For pushing them off to a later occasion. We spent a lot of time over the past sessions listening and discussing the whole range of moods, thoughts, feelings and situations which in the morning feed and capture our mind with distraction. In this and our next session, we will show how to use all our four weapons in combat. For this purpose, it will be convenient to divide our morning into three distinct phases. Phase number one, after getting up. Phase number two, right before davening. And phase number three, during davening. Because in each phase, our encounter and our response to distractions is and must be slightly different. Let's start with phase one. Phase one is our waking up in the morning to the worries of yesterday, but also the new worries of today. These new concerns could be something quite trivial like the weather, or it could be that you or one of your family members are not feeling so well. It could be due to some event or information which came to your attention overnight. It could be the daunting concern of what might be in the 27 emails which lie as yet unopened on your computer. Or it could be something very serious indeed. But whatever these concerns might be, the starting point has to be to follow our last session's advice on cultivating Simcha, alongside Bitochen, the trust that Hashem is and will be attentive to our needs. But in fact, we have to do much more than that. With the exception of some matters which need immediate attention, like dealing with the urgent needs of a sick person, we have to be ready to actually ignore and totally blot out all those thoughts which are either raising our stress levels or just crowding our mind, like, for instance, our plans for the day ahead. In some situations, this dismissal of thoughts need only be temporary until the appropriate time comes during the Amidah when we can call them back and ask Fashem's help to respond to our requests. Or, in other situations, we should wait until after davening when we can deal with our daily agenda with full concentration. But before davening is just not the time. So much for our thoughts. But as far as action is concerned, we mustn't make matters worse by getting involved and immersing ourselves at home into business affairs, news, social media, emails or domestic matters 
unless, of course, they really demand our immediate attention, as some things definitely do. Otherwise, we are being counterproductive, and instead of clearing our mind of obstacles to davening, we are actually heaping them up even more. Now let's move on to phase two, right before davening. For a man, that's when he gets to shul and the minion is nearly ready to begin. And for a lady, when she has fully completed her early morning urgent responsibilities. Now assuming you've made the effort to start focusing your mind in phase one, then the distractions in phase two will primarily be of an environmental nature such as getting unduly involved in conversations with others or being preoccupied with your mobile device, which certainly has to be turned off before davening. Or you might be wandering around and looking at the shul notice board or at leaflets or even learning from a safer not connected with tefillah when really we should be sitting down for a few minutes preparing our final refocusing of the mind and beginning to fill it with some constructive, contemplative thoughts. We must be very careful not to underestimate the power and danger of these environmental distractions because, like tentacles, they can take an unrelenting grip on our attention, which is very difficult to shake off. Ladies at this juncture should really be very honest with themselves and do just their minimum essential domestic activities and get on with their tefillah straight away. This capacity to ignore, to become unmindful and oblivious of all unwanted thoughts and of our environment is probably the most essential skill to develop in our initial preparation for tefillah. Whether our concerns are extremely serious and demanding or not, this same rigorous technique is required. It's what we referred to in session one as the first of the two doorways, the need to exit right out of our this-worldly affairs. In what is one of the earliest tefillahs of the day, Lokai Neshama, we make an allusion to that time before Anashama came down into this world and to the time when it will finally leave it. And it is appropriate that even while Anushama is residing down here, that we should also find times when we can surrender ourselves totally to Hashem and literally be dead to the world. The following imaginative self-talk just before davening will help. At this moment in time, there is no family to be concerned about, no health issues, no workplace no business, no financial problems, no emails, no social environment, no deadlines, no appointments, no commitments, no political crises, no wars, no guilt, no regrets, nothing to be excited about, nothing to worry about, nothing to be afraid of, in fact, no world at all. Now, with that new, relaxed, freed mentality, we are finally ready to connect ourselves to Hashem and commence our tefillah. <laughs> 